Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yeah, that's right. We're glad you could join us. It's time to sit back, get comfortable, talk about some weird stuff, and just chill for a while. Welcome to After Hours with the Rise Guys. Here's Madman and Nine. You know, we were sitting here before we cracked the mics, and we're trying to figure out the exact year uh, of where we were on, on the timeline. Yeah. But we had gotten to the point where I was doing midnight to 6 a.m., mm-hmm. the old graveyard shift. Yep. Here or there, wherever you are, at 93.3 The Planet. And uh, nine, you were intern James at the time. Yeah, and we were eating sausage pizzas and cannolis. Yes. Every Saturday night. I think the, the best point to pick it up would be uh, where there was a changeover in management. That would seem like a good spot, yeah. They uh, they brought in uh, Mark Hendricks, yeah. our program director. Yeah. All the other various titles that he has now. A guy who somehow looks younger now than he did in 2001 or whenever. Money will do that. It will. It really it will. will. Um, and I, I think one thing that I did mention in the previous episode, but th- there was the... Yeah, in radio, you definitely know your hierarchy mm-hmm. as far as things go. Some some managers, when you can look at the email and tell the order as it, where they put the names on the email, like they're sitting here and they're thinking of names and they're putting them in. Okay. Other times when there's one-on-one meetings, just from what I've seen, they'll they'll bring in the people maybe they care more about. Uh, and if I've went before you, Jimmy, they probably switch. <laughs> you, <laughs> you and I are about the same level when that goes, but. Uh, Mark Hendricks, when he came uh, to the to ninety three point three, the Planet, and one of our our, our grandfather's station, Rock one hundred and one, mm-hmm. uh, he was doing the one on ones where he wanted to get to know you and meet you and find out where you wanted to be. And so I was, I think, the absolute last person he met with. Yeah. And he said, "What do you want to do in radio?" And I said, "I want to do a morning show." And he kind of s- snickered and did the big eye thing. Yeah, okay. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Fat chance. So. So, that was not the time for me to go host a morning show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at that at that point, you having the goal to do what you have now done for the past 18 years was laughable. You. <laughs> Both of them are laughable, yeah. actually. Well, I just, um, I had fun with what I did, man. Like, from the midnight to 6 a.m. thing, like, I would do bits and stuff. I didn't just play songs. I would take. You know, you had an audience of usually inebriated people you could have fun with. Yeah. Who yeah. would play with you. It was yeah, it was a good time. Um, so there was a there was a change up in morning shows uh, at the at the ninety three point three the planet. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was sitting there hoping I'm like, I'm gonna get the call. I told call. Martin I'm that I wanted to call. I want to do a morning show. I just told him and look, I just showed that I got big old balls and he's gonna hook me up. I didn't physically, but he kind of felt the attitude. Yeah, I mean, just saying that from your position was ballsy. So there was a previous morning show, and one of the uh, after a, a parting of ways, uh, there was a lady named Sue that was on the morning show. Yeah, there was. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna co-host with her. Yeah, you know, we'll do the morning show. Um, they brought in uh, Skip. Yep. Who had previously been at uh, our, uh, one of the sister stations, mm-hmm. and um, he came on, and it was uh, it was Skip and Sue. Yeah, and I I really don't remember being invited. I think I invited myself. I said, "Y'all need somebody to run around for you, kick yeah. around, yeah, he's answer a, phones, they'll do some stunts." <laughs> well, I never really used that word. It, it's just, it's a bit. Well, you did some cunning stunts. That was just for bachelorette parties. Yeah. No, I you know the the, the first firecracker bit and all that stuff. 
But I was the, the kick around, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I and still, at this time, when I was doing the Midnight Six, I was also still working as a delivery man for Index Paper, a printing company. Yeah. So I would come to the, the old radio station. Uh, I would get up way early. I would leave the house. I would go, and for like two hours, I would be the kick around guy. Yeah. The whatever. That show was only, what, three hours long or three and a half? Three and a half. <laughs> 5.30 to 9. Yeah, or 5.30 to 9, the weird schedule. What an odd thing. Yeah, 5.30 to 9. Oh, guys, we got to get back into music because people want to hear Kenny Wayne Shepard over and over Non-stop. and over again for 20 years. Um, yeah, so I would I would go in for no pay. I would go in and volunteer two hours, uh-huh. and then I would leave there at 9 a.m. to go to my job. My, they were nice enough to do that for me looking back. Like I had to be there at eight. Yeah, and they would let me come in an hour late, and and you know work an hour late just to appease the fact that I wanted to go work two hours for free. Yep. And um, yeah, so the, I, I I had that want, I did the desire, the thirst, whatever you want, the hunger, whatever. And uh, so we we kind of mixed that up for a little bit, and I don't remember exactly the bit that I somehow see. I'm I'm the kick around guy. Yeah, you are. And then I somehow. I don't know what it was, the finagling that I was able to do to get you also on there in a sense, Jim. Yeah, I don't remember exactly how that happened. My memory is a little fuzzy. Do you remember the first bit bit you ever did on the radio like I, that? I, man, I don't have any I idea. I remember uh, it was at uh, Fall for Greenville, the big street festival downtown. In 2002, at Fall for Greenville is when I got the name Nine. Yes. And, and Sue was a big part of that. I had recently shaved my head bald for a bit. Yeah, yeah, she... she pretty much unintentionally gave me the name in a sense because i was uh, remember i had on the uh i'll get into that one real quick i had on that's the, a great story man i used to buy a lot of bobblehead dolls on ebay like football baseball player bobbleheads back when i was 17 18 we'd go buy them at manifest discs and tapes too yeah yeah, yeah. so I, one of them i bought was a a michael vick bobblehead when he was he was a rookie with the falcons that year pre-dog fighting yeah yeah pre-dog fighting um and for some reason the bobblehead now i bought a bobblehead doll for like 15 bucks or so it came with a free jersey which at that point was a, a replica of the screen print numbers not the sewn ones but still it was a free jersey like a size 4 or 5 xl because mm-hmm. that was huge at that point right so you'd be losing money if you didn't buy it so i was wearing that jersey the black falcons jersey with the seven on it and uh you know they were they'd fall for greenville talking about me continuing to do stuff at the station and, and on the, the morning show and, uh, for no pay. Yeah, yeah Same for, here. for no pay, obviously. That's how it was back then. But uh, yeah, and Sue said, uh, 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 Director, we should call you Seven. And, uh, and, and, and I she said, had a hard time remembering names. Yeah. And I said, uh, Where she was. And, and, I, and I, there was an Eddie Murphy movie at the time called I Spy. And, uh, and it was a was remake Steve of. Steve Martin? You no, know, Eddie Murphy. Old remake of a movie. Uh-huh. I don't remember who else was in it. I don't Steve think Martin, I've ever seen that. I never saw the damn movie, dude. Huh. Yeah. But, uh, in the trailers for the movie, I'd see the previews on TV, and uh, somebody, some lady goes, you're like 007. Eddie Murphy goes, more like 009 and a half. So I hit her with the same exact joke, and then my name became nine and a half, or eventually nine, from that. Wow. Yep. See, that is, that is all these years, I've, I've remembered it as, it was something about a perfect 10, and you said not quite more like a nine and a half. Yeah. But obviously you remember it way better than I, I do. See, I do remember that story. I do remember that moment at Fall for Greenville 2. But yeah, I mean, you probably thought it was because of the nine inches, but that's not unrelated. That's just coincidence. Yeah, well, you do have a thick ankle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lord God. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's about the time it was. And so there we are with no pay. Um, I'm a married guy at this point. Yeah. I'm getting up. I'm also going in, volunteering my... Uh, my talents or whatever. Yep. So things happen, another parting of ways. And uh, Sue was, uh, there was a parting of ways there. Yeah. So We said goodbye to Sue at that point. Yes. And uh, Right at the end of 2002. I, I will never forget, I got a phone call from Mark Hendricks, and uh, he asked me to come by the radio station if I had a chance. Mm-hmm. I was a del- delivery guy. Yeah. I went right then. Yeah, you went right by. You're a delivery I'm, guy. You all know. I'm on the road. I'll say I got held up. What's up? Yeah. I need to talk about it. Hey, this seems important. So I went right over there, and he told me, he's like, uh, you know, we'd we'd like to offer you an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Opportunity. Yeah. And I was like, okay, 
Where do I sign? I didn't ask a question. You I know, didn't ask anything. Like I offer you an, an opportunity is what you wanted. I didn't ask the pay. I didn't ask am I part time, full time, just an opportunity. And I was like, "What's the opportunity?" He's like, uh, "Co-host the, the morning show." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And you know what? What is funny about this part of the story to me that I never really thought about before? Yeah, I mean, I don't know the company that that was that owned this, this radio station that we work for now. The company that owned that station at that point, different mm-hmm. company. Mm-hmm. Had they not been cheapskates. The Rise guys never would have happened because they would have hired somebody else who probably would have commanded more money. You know, like somebody with more of a history, more of a resume. Right? I mean, this show exists because they were cheapskates. That's what started all this. I would agree to that uh, for this reason is when there was a. So, I, you know, I said, yes, of course I'll take the job yeah. and it put in my two week notice or whatever. Um, and then there was a meeting between. Mark, mm-hmm. the then general manager, yeah. and also Skip and me. Yeah. And as we were sitting there conversing about the show and whatnot, uh, the GM looked at me and says, Now, Matt, of course, you're going to be a junior member of the show. Yeah. Now, Mark, who's in the same room, told me I'm going to be the co host of the show, but then I'm already put at the kids' table and the adults are over here talking. Yeah. He well, said, I'm a junior member of the show, dude. I'm in like mid 20s. I'm married. I have a mortgage. I have two car payments. You got a they baby got on the way? You got a baby on the way in like a month? I have a baby on the way. Yeah. Well, you're a junior member of the show. Yeah. So it's like I got put in my place there at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Now, was part of that because I went from midnight to 6 a.m. to mornings? Because normally you have to chip your way away to get to that point. Um. Yeah. I mean, it. it, it it might be. Again, though, I still think the main reason the opportunity was made available is probably, and thinking back about it, is probably because the old general manager had that like $60,000 vehicle on the company dime. So he wanted a car, and that meant they had less budget to hire a morning show co-host. And there we are. I won't tell you the exact number out of sheer embarrassment. Um, but even it, was, in, it even, was Even in O2 money. It was a $7,000 a year raise. Yeah. I was the delivery guy for a paper company. It yeah. was the equivalent of driving trucks for Dunder Mifflin. Yeah. I mean, it kind of was. It okay, was very similar, yeah. It was like the southern version of The Office. Yeah. And uh, I was like, yeah, hell yeah, whatever. I want that, yeah. So there I am, junior member slash co-host of the show. And, uh, the, you know, I think, I think at that very uh, conversation, that meeting, uh, it was like, okay, well, we need to, we need to have a... Someone else on the show, maybe some female perspective that's missing. Yeah. So Paige, who was doing nights yep. then, which would have been like the you know seven to midnight, mm-hmm. was brought in. Not even a question. I'd met her before. She had kind of actually trained me on the board. Yeah, you knew her a little bit, but there wasn't like any chemistry or any like known chemistry. Yeah, I think with a show, there should be you should figure out the chemistry before you throw it together. Yeah, it's hard to figure out the chemistry without doing something, but at the same time, it's weird to just take some people and put them in a room together and they don't really know each other that well. But yet, basketball teams, baseball teams, they do that. Yeah, they well, they're, they're professionals, though. And we have, obviously, because, you know, all these years later, here she is. Yeah, all these years later, we couldn't get rid of her if we tried. But we needed somebody to answer phones. We needed uh, a producer of the show. Yeah. And I said, I know a guy. I know a guy, and he's free. I mean, he works for free. Listen, man. There was back to the cheap company. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, we need another. Somebody can answer phones. Da, 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 da. Yeah, we don't have a budget though. We don't have a budget. So, but just like me, did you have passion for Radio uh, Nine, or was it you were bored staying at home? Like, what was that? Because you were going. I I did it out of passion. I yeah. wanted to be in radio, yeah. but I don't know what was your uh, desire at that point. I was about to turn eighteen. I was uh, at that point. I was living with my great aunt. Because um, that was after, yeah, shortly she after, was wonderful. Yeah, she was great. Great. She was wonderful. Great aunt. She was really great. I was living with with, with Aunt Fanny, as we called her, mm-hmm. and uh, I I just knew I needed to to do something. You know, I'm living with this woman who's real the best woman I ever knew in my life. She's in her eighties at this point, and I have to do something with my life. I don't really want to go to college. I'm about to turn 18 here, and then I had an opportunity to go do something that seemed like fun, mm-hmm. and so I, I did that, especially for a really introverted fat kid, because that's what I was, a really introverted fat kid who never really got to do a whole lot in life to but that You point. were busting out of your shell, though, just like you, you, you remarked about uh, you, you, you know, the, the quick wit you were with. I'm not 007, I'm more like 009 and a half. Yeah, I was coming along You're at this coming point. Along. And when I look back on it, it was, I was coming along a little faster than I realized at the time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, it, still, it still took a while. Is that some foreshadowing right there you just did? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, 
So there we go. Uh, it's uh, it's Skip. It's okay. Now here's another part that I greatly have major major issues with. Okay, it's dude. worked out, but I had major issues with. Okay. Skip's name was Skip Church. Yeah. I am. At this point, I kind of went away from the wrestling Matt thing. I was just Matt Harris. Yep. And you know the story why I stuck with that name. Yeah. Because I wanted people that listened. Because I'm from here, Greenville, South Carolina. I wanted people to know, oh, God, I went to high school with him. Oh, that's that guy I never would talk to. Yeah. I wanted people to know that. Uh, yeah, probably not the, the, the healthiest of motivations. But not motivation. at all. Not at all. It's yeah. not like, oh, I, I'm going to be a dad soon and all this stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm going to have a career. But... Um, no, this is to stick it to a woman who wouldn't have sex with me 12 years yeah, ago in high school. Man. Yeah, So, <laughs> Mark Hendricks <laughs> said, uh, we, you know, Skip's got a great name and you're just Matt Harris. We, we Let's come up with a nickname. Do you have any nicknames? Oh, Lord. I did. You I didn't, did. He didn't tell him that, though. Well, I did not tell him the that. The Rise Guys with Jelly wouldn't have gone far. Mm-mm. No, that was what one of my old football coaches called me because of my belly. Yeah. Because, you know, football practice and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so I didn't tell him that. And he's like, well, you know, I'll, I'll think of some stuff. I, w- I was pretty, I was wanting to, like, hold on to Matt Harris. Yeah, you were. And Yeah, you were. I keep talking like Louis Armstrong. Oh, I was, I was going to say Fat Albert. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> um. So he said, well, you know, we'll, we'll think of some stuff. So I, I remember I was leaving the, uh, the uh, I was leaving my house and he called me. He's like, got some names I want to run by you. I said, okay. Uh-huh. And I want to say without a shadow of a doubt that he actually threw up one of the options is Fat Matt. I promise I think that. Oh, I thought you were going to say Matt so. Well, so I, I think that it was Fat Matt, but I, I would have instantly been against that, and so would my mother. Yeah. She called me Matthew because she didn't people didn't want people to call me Fat Matt. Oh, more, well, what about Fatthew? You want to be Fatthew? <laughs> so yeah, he said uh, Matzo because it you know like Fatso. Yeah, but Matzo. Mark's a bully. He's a damn bully. He bullies fat people. Damn bully. So anyway, Matt Man. Yeah. He, he threw that at me. There's no story behind I like Batman. I, that's my favorite superhero. I was really into it in 89. Me and my buddy Jason, he dressed up like the Joker. I dressed up as Batman. We went to the premiere at the Bijou. Yeah. I was really into it. Yeah, it was your thing. But nobody had ever called me that ever. Mm-hmm. So again, I want, to, I want this. Yes, call me whatever at this point. Whatever you like, please. So I became Matman. Matman. Yes. Look at that. Both origin stories of our names in the same seg. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, a lot of people are disappointed to find out I wasn't born and named nine as a baby. Isn't that funny? Yeah. That's my son. He's nine. He's nine. Um, He looks like a baby. Yeah. So we began doing a show, and I believe nine morning shows at the time, or at least radio stations that were monitored as far as ratings go. Yeah. Uh, Our first book, we were eight. Yeah, yeah, eight that, which was an improvement though. Um, the, they were a solid nine prior to that, for real. Yeah, yeah, even showed up. The uh, yeah, so it was it was interesting. But when I want to get to the the when the show started, I want to get to the very first episode of the Rise Guys. You remember the quote? I'm getting beat by stations I've never blank and heard of. Yeah, that was another guy from another station. <laughs> but remember the very Matt? Do you remember the very first Rise Guys show ever in January of aught three? No, I do not. You don't. You don't. You know why it does? Because he wasn't there. What a what a great little tidbit of <laughs> Rise Guys history. I was not on episode one. Yeah, yeah. In season one. Yeah. Episode one, season one was uh, me and Paige and, and Skip, and Matt was, uh, he didn't make it. Well, see, that's the other thing. They didn't want it. We were not the Rise Guys at this point. It was, this is that other thing that was weird. Yeah. I don't like when people... Uh, like what? Regis and Kelly. They both went by their same name. Yeah, live with Regis and Kelly. Regis and Kelly. Yeah. It was never live with Philbin and Kelly. Yeah. Never live with Regis and Gifford or whatever. Regis and Ripper. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But again, Mark wanted it to be Church and Matman. Yeah. I th- I thought it sounded like cross points. You'd pick up an Uber at. Was it at first Church and the Matman? Mm-hmm. Church and the Matman. I don't remember. I thought that. it was. I thought I remember. I, I I'm pretty sure there was a, some some 
imaging, imaging. <laughs> you know, by the way, if you don't know imaging, you think pictures. Imaging in radio terms is, you know, when, when you listen <laughs> to a rock radio station and between songs or between commercials when they're going back into a song or the top of the hour, you hear like a bunch of car crashes and electronic equipment losing jack power hammer. and motors winding down and metal clanging against metal. And then voice guy says, you're listening to the planet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that stuff is imaging. Yeah, that's imaging. That's imaging. But yeah, I'm pretty sure there maybe was it did. Imaging said Church and the Mat Man. Yeah, maybe they did. <laughs> I didn't like it, but again, I was like, at this point, whatever, man, yeah. whatever. And uh, but you you would come in every day. Yeah, I did. I tried. I came in as many days as I could. And by the time the Rise Guys show started, I was in just about every day. Yeah, I don't remember. I think we did the show for about a month before the Rise Guys name was even. Picked up, picked out. And again, that was a Mark doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what that was about. But back to the week prior to the debut show of, uh, you know, the brand new morning show, Mark had us out doing appearances. The night before, we'd been out going out doing appearances the whole week, and a lot of those involved drinking. Mm -hmm. The night before, we're at Hooters, and I was sick when I got there. Yeah, it's not like you went there and you ate something that didn't agree with you. You drank too much. You you were sick when you showed up. First and only time I've ever projectile vomited in my life. In the parking lot. Yeah. Um, so I had to call Mark Hendricks, the boss, the guy that has given me my big shot, and says, day one, I'm having to call in sick. Yeah. Now, it, it, it skip back that up, obviously. He saw me throwing up everywhere. Yeah. Um, so I was not there. I mean, what was that like? I've never, you know, obviously we don't have the tapes, but was it? what was that like for you? I don't remember it at all. Not, not all a I remember about it is that you were sick and you didn't make it to the first show. I don't remember a single moment of it whatsoever. We, we, we would start at 5.30, as we pointed out, but we would get to the radio station at 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. Because yeah. we had to prepare, prepare, prepare. Like, we had to know. We, we had were, no idea what we were doing. Nobody no in the world. And nobody was really listening, really. Like, yeah. we would not get phone calls. We would have to beg for phone calls. Yeah, and that was the good thing, is that you can go in and kind of learn how to do radio like that with without an audience not to, a to lot judge of, you. Not a lot of ears and eyes on you. Yeah. Uh, so we, we were kind of just... Figuring it out. I mean, we were doing such basic stuff as we would do an entire segment of tell you what movies are coming out today on DVD. Yeah, and all the things we did that we couldn't possibly get away with early on in the show, things we did that we couldn't possibly do now. Majority of. Yeah, like the raw egg thing. That's the one that comes to That's mind. That's the first one that comes to my mind is like a uh, scar belly eating, just, just guzzling, guzzling shot glass after shot glass of raw eggs. Raw eggs. Yeah. It is for WWE raw tickets. Yeah, you want some wrestling tickets? Come in here and eat several dozen raw eggs. Here you go. We had shot glasses full of raw eggs and they were all. Yeah. And you know what sucked about back then is that, you know, if we needed eggs or something, we'd go buy eggs. Oh, yeah. We'd go buy several dozen eggs and just pay for them and then we eventually quit doing bits like that because we got tired of spending our own money all the board all the poster boards where we'd make game boards yeah and all these different things we had to buy all that and all the markers too there wasn't anything coming back boy that's great that's something i never thought about yeah yeah so we're, we're just meandering we're trying to figure it all out um and then you know we we kind of got some some grassroots effort behind us i don't know if it's people Felt sorry for us because we would literally beg. Like, I remember a, a, a bit that I came up with is like, we're not going to say another word on the radio till the phone rings. Yeah. And we would sit there in complete silence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We would dead air it. Yep. And people would say, oh, my God, I got to call in. It was that you bad. Got to call in. Yeah. It, well, it, it just, it, I mean, I think it was, you know, just you, you slowly build it because you are relating to people who are listening. Big time. And at that point, we we had, they had somewhat of an audience because we played, uh, I don't know, six or eight songs an hour. So the people who liked the rock music would tune in. That's another great point, man. Yeah. We would we would play six to eight songs per hour, whereas now we play two. Yeah. Yeah. Man, we learned a lot about doing radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Think about how long five minutes of a segment used to feel like in 2003 versus now. Oh, very much so. Five minutes? That isn't time to do anything. And if you think the immaturity level is bad now, Paige would have to go into a, another studio and pre-record her headlines. Yeah. Because when she would say a word wrong uh, or, or mispronounce something, we would hysterically laugh and not quit laughing, and she would get so irritated, and it would just hit a standstill, much like today. Yeah. But she would pre-tape this because it was so bad. Well, not I, her, but maybe our reaction or maybe a mix of both. And at that point, it was different, too, because she would be doing things like reporting on the war in Iraq. It was hard news, and, as we said. And we'd be over there laughing because, you know, she said something wrong. Yeah. And we're just, you know, dicks. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, but, you know, what, what what kind of news stories did we do this morning? It was all frivolous stuff about, you know, Batman and 12-foot-tall skeleton Halloween decorations yeah. that are really popular. Yeah, now, yeah, it's, it's stuff like that. It's fun stuff. We needed, like, stuff that we, yeah, that's the thing. We would not even comment during Headless. She would deliver news. Yeah, just With no reaction. News. Yeah. Because it was... And this is one thing, I'll say this freely right now, um, during headlines even of today's standard, 2020, mm-hmm. when Paige is delivering the news and you know we comment and stuff, if there's a joke made by one of us, yeah. or maybe, she, look, I say words wrong all the time, yeah. a lot, yeah. but if, if you kind of snicker with Paige or you know she thinks that you're making fun of her, she'll completely stop talking and it's a real real kind of weird thing it is like it's it's awkward. not i think the problem is that we call it headlines or news that makes it too hard in her mind maybe yeah i think you might be onto something there it's more just like she's throwing up topics and we're com- commenting on them. that's why you have to think of the full name is we call it rise guys headlines this is not headlines this is rise guys headlines yeah, yeah. so we were, would laugh all through that so finally uh you know it was realized by management that all right some people are listening now i think we moved up to about seventh place at that point yeah um, had a little momentum going. People seemed to be, seemed to be on the uptick a little bit. We 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 started having appearances. Now, here's a question to help me get on the uh, the, the the timeline again, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. How long did you produce for the Rise Guys Morning Show beca- before you officially were hired on? Ah, oh, well, that's kind of a tricky question. There. Is that around the truckload of summer fun? No, no. We got to get to that, though, but I, I, I want to backtrack because uh, yes. you told me about something that you said you wanted to talk about on this podcast, and if we go any further, we're going to be too far removed from it. Oh, tell me then. You said you wanted to talk about my 18th birthday, which was one month before the Rise Guys Morning Show started. That's a that's a perfect spot but You right said there. you wanted to hit that, so we'll, we'll hit that real quick. This is all right around the same time. This would have been December 10th, 2002. It was the first and only time I'd ever been in a strip club with my father. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. And I hope my mom's not listening to this. It was weird because I saw him at that same one a couple couple different times. I wasn't there. Uh, It was Nye's birthday. And, uh, you know, I don't know how much you want to say here. Maybe you'd like to pick it up from your perspective. I don't know how far you want to reveal, how much you want to reveal here. Well, I mean, you know. You want to fully reveal? No, keep it within the bounds of, uh, of, of decency. Well, Pick it up. Somewhat I, don't, I don't have a high level well, of that. You the one want to talk about it, so let's go. Well, okay. You know, here's what it is. Uh, we well, we talked about it on the radio that we were going to take you out for your, your 18th birthday party. Yeah. And so we had a, a slew of what we didn't call P1s maybe yet at the time. I don't th- Well, I'm pretty sure we didn't. No, we didn't have it was just, This was December, so yeah, that wasn't yeah, around yet at all. guys, listeners. Whatever. That didn't come around until about 2004. That's a very good, yeah, yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah. Uh, so anyway... They rolled out the red carpet for us. We had all kinds of people there. It was I didn't know they had steaks at strip clubs. They like to eat. They had steak steaks. Yeah. Yeah. Um A good one too. So uh, several of us threw in some money unbeknownst to Jimmy Jack Jackie mm-hmm. and uh a young lady that worked there took him by the hand and led him upstairs. And she wasn't that young. Well, I you know, look, I'm looking at it from uh, th- my age now. I wonder what she's up to now. I haven't seen her since that night. What was her name? 
I have no idea. Diamond, Destiny? All I remember is that she was blonde. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she led you upstairs, and this was where the uh, you know the the lap dances or some of the more provocative VIP dances would happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. It was a special night. She used her mouth on him. That's what the rumor was. Is that not what happened? That's what the rumor was. Yeah. That was the rumor. He's winking at me right now, y'all. That was the rumor. Yeah, I, I can. Something in my... I can just remember. I knew what was happening, and I remember watching you come down those steps. You were a changed man. It was an awkward walk down the steps with a bunch of weight and prying eyes, a bunch of nosy grown men looking at my, looking at me. I wasn't naked, and I was just looking at my, my fat, young, manly self walking down the steps. <laughs> he was covered in sweat. Yeah. And that was just from walking down the steps. It was. I was, shoot, I was, I was covered in sweat before I went up there. Uh, I, I just remembered thinking, like, how how awesome that was, but how poignant in that night, and I mentioned my father, is when he was leaving that night, yeah. he shook my hand, and when I took my hand back, there was a $100 bill in there. I was like, Daddy, it ain't my birthday. He's like, you're about to become a father in a month. Yeah. And man, that was like, but don't hand it to me in a strip club. Yeah, don't hand it to me here. <laughs> don't hand me the money in this life lesson in a strip club, Dad. Well, the weird thing is it wasn't a $100 bill, it was $52 bills. <laughs> yeah, luckily I was able to pay my tax. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that, was, that was a great memory. Um, so, you know, we're, we're 2004, we'll pick it up there, uh, trying to make our way. We're getting a, a nice little following somehow because I think part of it was people felt sorry for us, but also we were just different than anything that was going on in the surrounding areas on the radio. Yep, and one thing that I think really did kind of help us was in the, the, that uh, six months after the show started, we did have the truckload of summer fun, which gave us stuff to talk about and places to be and things to do, and we are giving away like a truck and a four-wheeler and kayaks and all kind of stuff that, people, that dudes wanted. Yeah, and of course, when you had uh, give away this grand prize, you want to have it around at various appearances that they could sell, uh, the radio station could sell for people to come see it and register and all this. Yeah. They needed somebody to drive that truck load of summer fun out to appearances. Yeah, so that's what the first time I made money in radio was being the driver of that uh, black Chevy S10 with a four-wheeler and kayaks. They would hide it in the old security building there at McAllister Square. Just an, I don't know what that building was. It was like an old groundskeeping kind of shed. I'd have to go open these huge, heavy <laughs> wooden doors that were, they're, you know, they're like sliding doors, uh-huh. like airplane hanger door kind of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the ones that slide out to the sides. Well, these are all really broke and rusted. And you, they, you just kind of have to pick the damn thing up and move it yeah but yeah i'd lock it up in there every night what was that phone call was it a phone call or an email or an in-face uh person-to-person conversation it was person-to-person shockingly enough and what was that question oh about the payment i knew you're going with it was it a per appearance per hour per mile of driving the truckload of summer fun well the the truckload of summer fun promotion was uh, we got the vehicle from a, a chevy dealership the four-wheeler from a four-wheeler place i remember the one uh it's foothills. They gave us yeah, yeah. Uh, the kayaks from uh, Sunriff, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then uh, and, and then uh, we had uh, some other sponsors. Like most of the appearances to register to win this took place at Hardee's. Yeah. There was also a soft drink company involved in this. Yeah, didn't you win like a, a summer's worth of uh, the soft drink? Of the yeah. soft drink. Yeah, we're we like, not going to mention. The I'm soft not going to say the soft drink because they're, they're the ones that I, that I took issue with. And I, yeah, but I'm a big fan of them though. Yeah, so somewhere between the company we worked for at that time, I love their soft drinks. I, I like the diet version. I have a bunch of the diet ones at my house. Really, right now. really good. Wish I could find the diet with cream soda, but whatever. Anyway, the uh, the uh, so they they wanted to pay me in product from this soft drink company, and I'm talking about. Sixteen to eighteen hundred dollars worth of product at cost. Let's just say colas. Yeah, six packs of colas. Yeah, yeah, or twelve packs. I give it. Or cases, maybe. So I, I mean, I had to go to the boss and uh, and and just like, stand up for yourself. I had to. Yes. Because like I'm not making any money. You give me sixteen hundred dollars worth of Dr Pepper, I'm going to have to rent a truck to take my payment home, and I can't rent the truck to take my payment home. Wasn't it pointed out? Didn't we measure it out or figure out the formula? You probably did that. You would need an entire bedroom to house all the product of beverages. It would have been so <laughs> so much softer. <laughs> I mean, but that's balls, though. It's the same... Balls of them to try to do that to somebody. Well, balls of both of you. Who yeah. had the bigger ones? Them for proposing it in the first damn place. <laughs> you did, because you stood up. I don't think that, I don't think that company exists anymore. I understand why now. Are they not? I don't think so. Well, I don't think they do anything you anymore. said no. So was that... So that was... Is that what brought you into the payroll system? 
Um, it's saying, no, I don't want a bedroom full of cola. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what got me on the payroll at first, was that, getting paid part-time to do that gig, yeah. How long would that have lasted you? A bedroom full of cola six-packs. At that point, not that long. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so you came on. It That was a, an hourly wage, part-time. It yeah. probably paid you for 20 hours a week, maybe. Yeah, what I just got paid whatever I did. Just by the hour? At that point, I still wasn't getting paid for doing the radio show in the morning. I was only getting paid for extra stuff outside of that. I did Well, I mean, I probably knew that and forgot, but like, when did you become... Did it take... The changing of guard? Um, no, no, no. I was the producer. I remember. I remember my starting salary as a full time employee and producer. It was uh, shortly before uh, I moved from Anderson to Greenville. Mm-hmm. Was, remember when I moved in Greenville to the place and my mom told the pizza delivery girl how I was nine. Oh yeah, she and thought you were nine. Just years a old. huge nine year old child. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it happened shortly before that, and it wasn't until it, I didn't get paid until after I had left and come back from the show. Yeah. You remember that? I left for a while around the what fall of '03 because I, I didn't. I mean, I, part of it was I didn't have the money to keep going to work for free. True. Like I was out of running out of money. <laughs> yes, and clearly the company had none to give you. Yeah, uh, I'd even mentioned giving you gas cards for payment. Yeah, there was just like nothing. You know? I really did. I mean, the only thing we got was when we stole all those restaurant gift cards. That was uh, 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 look, well, like we needed it. We had to eat or get some kind of payment for working for the damn place. That entire summer, man. Yeah, uh, I ate from that place. Yeah, we had um, to do something. You know, we didn't have money to get nothing to eat, and we were fat. We like to eat. Very much so. Um, I had done a, when I was doing the midnight to uh, 6 a.m. thing, like I said, I would try to have fun. I didn't want to just play songs because most people who do that shift don't give a crap. Mm-hmm. People listening are drunk, whatever. I would do things like DUI, dialing under the influence. I'd have drunk people call in. Then uh, I had, uh, you know, the, the idea for War of the Roses. Yeah. And I'd done that a couple times on the midnight to 6 a.m., but to pull the curtain back, I'd pre-recorded them earlier in the day because nobody was going to answer the phone at 3 a.m. Nobody does. Mm-mm. So when we started coming up with the ideas for the show, that was one of them that slid right in, and that's kind of what we hung our hat on for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. With little or no pay. Little or, little or no pay, yeah. Very yeah. little to absolutely none. But... While we're starting to gain momentum with the show and we're gaining a, a following, and then suddenly this whole P1 family st- thing started to happen. Now, that started when I was gone, when I was down in Augusta, Georgia, for uh, almost a year. Because I, I think that one of the things that put me over the edge and, and helped me uh, usher myself out was that time we did the appearance that I had to hang from the crane on the straps. With all the, the Velcro balls all over me and people trying to knock them off. The human pinata. Does that hurt real bad? And it, it was sucked and it, it was, was it was embarrassing and demeaning and just a shit idea to do to a human being. It was. Yeah, it really was. It was. Uh, so yeah, shortly after that I left for about a year. Because I was really pissed off. I get I'm it. I'm thinking about it now, I want to go punch Mark in the face. It was his idea. He's right next door. I could do it. Like I know for a fact it's his idea. Yeah. No, I, I know. I, know. I hate that. Mm-hmm. I know, but I also to his point, maybe. No, it took me a decade to earn any respect from that man. Uh, I'm still working on it. <laughs> the, 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 to his point, though, hanging you by the crane, it was laid out to him as though it was not going to be cutting you in half with the strap. I don't think he would have ever known. No, that. he wouldn't have done that. Now, no, no, no. To have an 18 year old kid. <laughs> He's a decent with, human being. <laughs> to have an 18 year old kid who has major weight issues at the time to hang him out like that. Yeah. That was. I just didn't have a good setup for it. It was very demeaning. Oh, it hurt like some bitch, man. It hurt so damn bad. It hurt so bad. And God so bless bad, our promotions director, the Silver Fox, Bob Ross. I remember him sitting there, kind of just tapping you on the foot. Yeah. Kind of saying, it's going to be, it'll be over. I remember that clearly. Yeah. yeah. And then he's, he's the one who finally, like, nah, just go and get him down from there. <laughs> yep. Nobody listens to this show or this station. Nobody's here to participate in this. Just go ahead and get him down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, with the, the P1 dude. thing, uh, the P1 family, this is a little uh, known fact maybe, that when you would join to be a P1, there was no automated thing like there is now. Yeah. Uh, you would send an email to the riseguys at AOL.com, yep. still have the same email address. Yeah. You would send in your name, address, what you want your P1 name to be. I would then copy and paste that into a Word document. Yeah. And then save it on diskettes. Yep. And it, before long, it was like four disks. Yeah, yeah full of email addresses and everything. Yeah. And and I told uh, the person that was over our web services at the time, I was like, I have like five disks worth of email addresses, uh-huh. and they looked at me like, Are you serious? Are you serious? You have that many that? different people. You email? have a database. 
they said, well, can you get me those discs? Yeah. And I gave them to, and it, I mean, that was like, I was a, I'm not sitting here singing my praise. That was a lot of work. I remember doing a bunch after I after I'd left and came back. I remember doing that in the office, putting them in manually. It was a lot of work, very tedious. That was a lot of work. Yeah. But you took a, a little bit of a sabbatical. Suppo- <laughs> I took a suppository. Yeah. <laughs> you took a, suppos- a sabbatical. Uh, Move down to Augusta with your mom. Get your head right. I think you're still reeling with the situation with your father, as mentioned on previous episodes. Yeah, yeah. Little... I mean, we, you know, the, uh, yeah, my dad had just shot himself in the summer, end of the summer of '02. Yeah. So that really, that that's another thing. It hit me really hard about a year later. So that's about the time late into summer, beginning of fall, when I left the the show for about a year. And it, it, as you came back, we were, you know, we had a, a guy flying Brian, who I, you know. I like the guy. Yeah. He he was he was he was he was a fine guy. I never had an issue with him. Yeah, I never had an issue. With you know, him. we'd hang out some, have fun. Yeah, and then kind of not anymore after. You Forgot know. my pen. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you you came back. We had traction. We we had momentum. Mm-hmm. And just as you know, the old thing. I take two steps forwards. I take two steps back. No. Yeah. I'm not singing Paul Abdul. No. But just as though you take a step forward, there's something that keeps pulling you back. And and that was my then co-host. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I was not talking about Paige. Oh, in fact, boy, wasn't here yet. No, he, we didn't even know him yet at that point. But yeah, so I, let's see. I came back in in '04, and uh, for a brief time, it was me and and Flying Brian, and then um, he was gone after that. Uh, like in the winter of '04, he was gone. Yeah, we were like six people deep at that point. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he had another intern called Dookie. We had intern Dookie, yeah. who was a great photographer. He was. He What's was. up, Kevin? If you're listening, yeah. And then, uh, then we get into, yeah. Then we can just, yeah, we can just go from there, yeah. Yeah, and I look. I'm, I'm a, a, a lot of history to remember off the top of your head. Well, I'm an open book uh, about most things that uh, a I feel comfortable talking about. B I'm legally at you know at ease to talk about. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was with success and a little bit of attention comes. Just like anything else, you get attention and you get a little bit of uh, notoriety or whatever around yeah. town, and you it changes some things. It changes some stuff, yeah. and and your life can start careening out of control. Yeah, it becomes literally. I mean, it, it and it becomes too much for a lot of people to handle. And I think that I wouldn't have been able to handle it myself had I not kind of grown up in it. Like if I already had an established family. Mm-hmm. And I'd been, you know, living a life, and then that happened with that 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 level of just momentum and and local fame we were starting to get. Yeah, I don't know if I'd have been able to handle that at that point. Luckily, I I grew up into it, so it was all right. Yeah, we were. I think at this point we moved up to moved up to about the fifth or, or fourth place. We were getting somewhere. In, yeah, we're in making ratings. progress. Um, and I don't want to skip past five years of history to get to that ultimate changing of uh well yeah we shouldn't i mean there's plenty of stuff to talk about yeah. in those five years like the time we almost died coming back from Ozfest is, is is a great story where matt was bouncing around the back of a radio station van like a pinball great story that was illegal it was it was i had no seat belt back there well they sent us three people in a van with two seats in it what are we supposed to no do no brakes it was a death trap yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was driving and you hit the brakes <laughs> and i went flying yeah, well, you were sitting on basically a beanbag chair that was loose in the back. It was a 30-foot-tall a inflatable gorilla that we'd take to events, and when you broke it down, you put it in this big bag, and it became like a giant love sack-sized beanbag chair. It really was. Yeah, and uh, and then when I slammed the brakes going 75 on, on the interstate, Matt was, all of a sudden, he was, like I think you were asleep, passed out at the back of the van, out, yeah. and all of a sudden, you're right beside me. Like you're, I look down, and you're like right beside me with your face on the console, man. I always wanted to fly. Yeah. 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 yeah, and you did that night. You flew about twelve feet through a van. We had like a it was like a thirty foot tall inflatable gorilla. Like yeah. who decided that the planet, blue. the planet mascot would be a big blue gorilla? I guess we just some car dealership went out of business and cut us a hell of a deal on one. Did we sell it to the one in Simpsonville? Probably, God yeah. Bless. Or bought it from a one. Yeah, one of the two. Um we we were we were gaining momentum. Yeah. Uh, we were going out and people were paying us to come do appearances and doing uh, what was called big ass draft nights? Yeah, man. Which, Lord of mercy, those were another stupid idea. Just in terms of you got the three guys to do the show out till ten, eleven, twelve o'clock on a in weeknight. Asheville. Yeah, in Asheville mm-hmm. till eleven p.m. 
get back to Greenville at like 12.30, 1 o'clock, and then you got to be on the air and hopefully sober by 5.30. Yeah, and we were still in that mode of getting there trying to at 4.30, 5 o'clock. Not those mornings. <laughs> I remember that one morning, I don't know specifically when it was, there was a corner. I was turning all the Great lights story, in the yeah. building. I saw a figure coming the other direction toward me. Oh, you got to do the quote. And it was it was like a zombie. It had like the, it was like a zombie kind. Of, I could see a slow moving figure. Yeah. And as I got closer, I realized that it was the man sitting right in front of me. It was nine, and he says, "I think I'm gonna be sick." Yeah. Oh yeah, man. I'm gonna be sick. I'd been out at the strip club all night long before work, and here I am at work. And what did I do to try to like get myself right to get ready to go? I was really there was I, I was still not 21, so I wasn't drinking. I wasn't drunk. I was really tired though, so I drank some coffee and it was instant coffee with instant creamer and stuff in it. Oh, I just felt queasy. But that was you were doing rough. What was the Monday night football bit that you were doing? I did Monday night football at a strip club for about three seasons in a row, including when. Look, one of those years, Christmas was on a Monday, and my ass was there on Christmas night doing a remote for football at a strip club on Christmas night. And it was the saddest, most depressing oh, place I've ever been in my life. I can't, man. At one point, I, I stepped out just to get away from the base and the smoke and everything, Get you know, just step outside for a minute, get some of that cold wintertime air. Probably about 60 degrees in South Carolina on Christmas yeah. that year. But yeah, I step out and it's Christmas night and I hear a guy in the parking lot. I see him walking around. I hear his conversation. He's on his cell phone talking to his, his child about what, what they got for Christmas and stuff. And he's in the parking lot taking a break from the strip club to have this conversation with his kid. One of the saddest things I ever saw in my entire life. I'll never forget it as long as I live. It wasn't my father, was it? No, no. It wasn't him calling you. No, it wasn't. Matthew, like that toy truck. No, this guy was clearly <laughs> talking like a young child about oh, Christmas presents man. and Christmas. and I miss you and stuff. It was the saddest. Oh, God, it's sad. But you were there like 10 till midnight or something? Yeah, I think. No, 9 to 11 or 10 to 12, one of those. But you lived in Anderson, so again. Yeah. By the time you get home, it's 1 o'clock, back at it again. So sometimes morning. I'd just stay in Greenville all night, and I didn't have anywhere to go or anywhere to stay or any money for a room, so I'd just you stay at the strip the, club and then go to work. Didn't you sleep on the tiny couch in the lobby? Yeah, several <laughs> times, yeah. Because yeah. the cleaning people knocked on the glass that time. They thought you were dead. Yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> I'm fine, Betty. But we, it was, it was, people were into it. People were, were going out to bar, the big-ass draft nights. It was a little plastic mug that we would sell. Yep, and 22 wh- ounces. 22-ounce mug you'd buy, had our faces on it and the logo and everything, uh-huh. and then while we were there, a two-hour uh, appearance, you could drink all the beer that you wanted to for 93 cents per mug. Yeah. As, you know, you know, the bartenders were deciding all that stuff. Yeah. The beer was 93 cents while we were there. Yep. The mugs, I think, were 250, and then the beer was 93 cents per. I said, and, I don't have any anymore. And your 250 for the mug, first beer was free because you had the little tear off ticket inside it. I used to have a cabinet full. Oh, me too, man. But then all the, the lettering and logos came peeling off and got rid of them. Yeah. 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 Um, so. There's a there there's a lot of living hard going on right here. Oh yeah, there and really is. It ain't over with yet. No, it's not over over with yet. Um, sometimes uh, the good times get the best out of you. It sounds like a Rob Inario commercial, but I say this, man. I don't know that we would have. There might have been a whole changing of the guard because there was a, a moment that was. I think everybody could see it on the wall. Yeah. Um, there was a, there was substance abuse issues. Oh yeah, and, the, and lo and behold, what we again the momentum there was going to be not even a, a speed bump of sorts. It's going to be uh, we're going to we're not going to the right anymore. We're going to go to the left. We're going to try this avenue. We're going to go on this road. Yeah, and oh man. So yeah, when we get to when we get to that part, it's that part where that I kind of it's weird because we got to we got to wrap up here. But kind of last time we wrapped up, I was talking about how and I was kind of fired up about how people doubted us. Like nobody had faith in us, and now we're getting to. I, I we're about to hit the part, the second part. Six years in, where nobody had any faith in us. Like I, they thought we were going to fall on our faces. That just shows how little they knew about what went on in that studio. Why don't you call me every morning and give this kind of motivational speech that you close the podcast with every week? I'm telling you, man, I, I, I can feel it now in my bones how I felt then. They had no faith in us to keep it going, let alone to grow it bigger. No, you're absolutely right. I, I think a good closing part, we'll, we'll pop it here. One thing to remember, I'd like to pick it up in uh, around uh, fall of 2008. Okay, yeah. That's, yeah. that's a good, great time to pick it up, yeah. We'll pick it up. Yeah. Uh, birthday bash, 2008. Uh, my father laying sick in a hospital bed dying. Yeah. And I'm at birthday bash. Yep. 
Yep. It had to be. Yep. Because it was the big radio station appearance down at Little John Coliseum. Yeah, you don't have any choice. You got to go see uh, Three Doors Down or Breaking Benjamin. Yeah. And um, so all this is happening. And then I see another big situation down the road that's about to, to hit my livelihood, my personal life, yep. and uh, also uh, a, a changing of the show. Yeah. Another big change for the Rise Guys who. Man, it, it's it's wild that we've survived as this many years for yeah. a lot of reasons. A bunch of a them. bunches and bunches of reasons. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of. Them. Oh man! All right, so there we are. <laughs> Fall of two thousand eight. We'll pick it up there. Uh, part three. We'll pick up the origin story of the Rise Guys Morning Show. Oh, uh, and can we tell a story about the time Booker T got molested in front of us? You want to say that now? No, we'll do it next. Time. Okay, we'll pick it up there. Okay, that's around the same time. It I was. Believe. It was around the same time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, after Hours with the Rise Guys. Jimmy, Jack, Jackie, I appreciate you, man. That was fun. That was fun, man. If you had a blast, had a damn ball. Yeah, if you did as well, uh, please spread the word. This is that grassroots thing yet again. Spread the word. Tell everybody. Share this podcast with everybody you know, and uh, we sure would appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, we, we look, we're not pretty like like uh, Jennifer Decker. We can't just tweet it out to our million followers. I don't even know who that is. No, she's fine. And I'm fine with that, too. She has a podcast on this same, oh, same really? platform. Same yeah. pay rate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. For Nine, I'm Matt Man, and that was After Hours with the Rise Guys. We'll see you next week. Alright. Get out. Time to close the doors on another episode of After Hours with the Rise Guys. Subscribe on Radio.com and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Pass it around to your family and friends and other P1s. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.